You may be seated. A reading from Luke 8, chapters 4 through 15. When a great crowd gathered, from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out, Let anyone who, anyone with ears to hear listen. Then the disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, To you has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but to others I speak in parables, so that looking they may not perceive, and listening they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. The ones on the path are those who have heard, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones with the on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe only for a while. In a time of testing, they fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature, but as far as the good soil. These are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patient endurance. The word of the Lord. Be to God. Thank you, everyone, for coming today. It means a lot for me to see you all here. Today, I will be sharing a spiritual reflection on nature that I wrote for last year's Academy of Faith, Science, and Ethics which will lead to my main point of the need for maintenance. My story begins in the great city of Chicago. Yes, I know this is an odd spot to start a theological reflection on nature, but it's where my story starts. I was a senior in high school almost four years ago today. Um, I was in Chicago to watch my favorite soccer team, Manchester United, play a team from Paris. That is why I was in Chicago, but that game has no more to do with my story. Um, So during this period of my life, I was seriously into sunrises. I remember um, going to watch, getting up early and going to watch the sunrise with friends in a parking lot or alone at a park or just driving to school, which again, I recognize is dangerous um, to do, but that was me. In Chicago, I was excited to watch the sunrise across Lake May, the Hancock building, and five something in the morning, my dad and I left our hotel and, um, near the Hancock building and walked to Oak Street Beach in downtown Chicago. There was light in the sky, but it was still below the horizon. As we arrived at the beach, a tractor was pulling a rake over the beach, refining the sand for visitors to come. The sun began to rise over the horizon, filling the city with light. As I looked around, it sent beams of light across the water and onto the tall buildings. The sound of cars, buses, and people doing a morning swim in the water in front of me filled the air. 
As the sun continued to rise, I sat in silent peace, enjoying every sensation the moment had to offer. It was great, but I couldn't shake the feeling of being under, but I didn't know why. The sunrise in all its glory did not live up to my expectations, but I didn't know why. This brings me to another sunrise story. This sunrise was at the end of my senior year of high school. Um, I was at the Casota Prairie, um, which is just a couple miles from Gustavus, as the crow flies. I recommend it. Um, and it's similar to the prairie we have in the Arb. I went there often in high school and still go there occasionally. It was another great morning for a sunrise. Crisp, damp air welcomed me um, and my coffee and my blanket. However, I was a little late, as I usually was at that point in my life. Well, as I usually am. Um, so it was already light out, but um, I couldn't see the sun because of the clouds. There was still fresh dew on the tall prairie grasses, flowers, and spider webs that stretched between the plants. I waded off the mown path into the tall grass, making my way to the spot where I usually, usually sat to watch the sunrise there. It was on a hill among shorter prairie grasses next to a tree where I could face east and watch the sunrise with a small pond in the foreground. Each time I reached, by the time I reached my spot, my feet were wet and cold from walking through the prairie grass, the dew-covered prairie grasses. As I sat down, I wrapped my feet in the blanket and the show started. The sunlight poked through the clouds only slightly at first before lighting up the clouds and the prairie um, with many different colors, um, the clouds as a backdrop. It was <laughs> the dew on the grass began sparkling. It was one of the best sunrises of all time. I took a sip of warm, delicious coffee, and then my attention was drawn to the birds flying and singing overhead. I began to sing too. It was just God and I in that moment. The God of the birds, the grass, the spiders, and the sun, and me in an open prairie together. Later, while reading a devotion about sunrises, I realized what was missing the morning in Chicago. There were no clouds. The clouds are what make a sunrise all that it is. The anticipation built by the sun hiding behind the clouds and the canvas that clouds provide to the different beams of light create a completely different experience than a sunrise with no clouds. In this devotional I was reading, the sunrise was a metaphor for our lives, and the clouds were a metaphor for the challenges and trials that we experience in life. I believe in the same way that clouds enhance a sunrise, the challenges and trials we experience enhance our experience as humans. Going back to the text for today, it is about good soil, but more generally the text is about soil. It is about how our hearts should be good soil for the word of God. I know when I first read this text, it kind of seemed like I had one chance um, where the word of God would come to me, and I had to be ready for it, and if I missed it, it would be gone. By that, I mean if, one, if in the moment that one receives the word of God, their heart is good soil, great. You pass the test, you will produce a crop. But if in that moment one's heart is not good soil, one has failed and the word of God will wither or die in their heart. 
as I learned from this month's Nobel conference. Soil is different and certain is all different and certainly does not stay good without maintenance. Just because you are good soil one year does not mean that you'll be good soil the next. And just because your heart is hard one year does not mean it cannot be worked into good soil. It is a daily process to make your heart good soil. So when these clouds of life that I mentioned earlier arrive, it becomes much more difficult to be good soil. I know when I got a concussion last soccer season, that wouldn't go away. That won't go away. I feel the weeds coming up to choke out my faith. When my best friend's brother died in a motorcycle accident, I could feel the good word being taken from my heart. When my two older brothers stopped talking to me or my family for over a year, for over a year, I felt the word being trampled underfoot. My heart, my soil was changing. My life affected the way I received the word of God. But after learning what I have about soil through the Academy of Faith, Science, and Ethics and through the Nobel Conference and living the life I have lived, the idea that there is just one moment that you need to be ready for is just not true. The parable of the sower shows that we have a God that spreads their love abundantly. Every moment brings new possibility. Although this passage is not about me, I believe it is for me. I believe in the time the Bible was written, people probably understood that it took effort to make soil good soil, and that once it was good soil, it did not stay good soil without any maintenance. The need for maintenance is the idea I would like to leave you with. To me, watching the sunrise is a form of maintenance. Exploring questions about science and religion is a form of maintenance. Reading the Bible is maintenance. Prayer is maintenance. Singing is maintenance. Spending time with my grandparents is maintenance. Fly fishing is maintenance. And watching my friends and teammates on the Gustavus men's soccer team is maintenance. Being with you all right now is maintenance. The more I think about it, the more I see the need for maintenance everywhere in my life. I used, to, I used to play the guitar, but after not touching a guitar in over a year, I'm pretty sure if I tried to play for you all today, it would be pretty terrible. Um, so this is, for me, just one of many things on a long list of part, aspects of my life that require maintenance. Many of you have different forms of maintenance and aspects in your life that need maintenance. So I will close by calling you to think about two things. One, what is one skill, relationship, or thing in your life that needs maintenance? And what work is required to make that better? The second thing I call you to consider is what maintenance is required to make your heart good soil for the word of God. Because from Luke we know that through, that those who hear the word retain it, and by persevering, will produce a crop. Amen.
He took the bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, give the cup, and after giving each time you do this, remember. Then he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he passed it to his friends, saying, Drink, this cup poured out for you is the promise of God. Whenever you drink it, remember me. Whenever we share this bread and cup, we remember Jesus' death and resurrection, our hope and our life. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those for the kingdom. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Now I invite you to receive this meal of God's grace. Thank you. 